Welcome to the new and improved Configure It Done podcast. The Configure It Done podcast is now a place where we interview senior thought leaders in the SAP space across Australia and New Zealand. And the aim is to tap into their knowledge so we can pass on their insights to the listening SAP community. Please subscribe to the podcast and like, share and comment across Castos, YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This podcast is in partnership with the Black Dog Institute who aim to create a mentally healthier world for everyone. If you wish to donate to the cause, please click the link below. Welcome back to the Configure It Done podcast and thank you for like, sharing and commenting across YouTube, Castos, Apple Music and Spotify. Now, my colleague Chris Reed um, has another fantastic guest. He invited uh, this person on to the podcast. And how he got to her, he reached out to Lawrence Bennett. And uh, a big shout out to Lawrence Bennett for recommending the CEO of the SAP User Group, or the people know it as the Sorg Summit, uh, and that is Karen Visser. Now, uh, the Sorg Summit, they represent um, over 330 organizations and over 6,300 users. And Karen came on the podcast and she's going to be talking about some of the topics that CIOs of these organizations are talking about and what are the current trends in the market. So this one is not to be missed. Thank you again, Lawrence, for recommending Karen. And Karen, thank you for being a fantastic guest. Please like, subscribe and share and enjoy Karen Visser. And um, we've got an absolutely fantastic uh, guest today. And um, a lot of our previous guests have been wanting someone like yourself to represent the, the SAP user group to come on and talk about it. But um, I understand, Karen, you're the CEO of the SAP user group. Is that right? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the podcast. And Chris, thank you for inviting Karen. How did you find Karen? Um, Karen was referred to us from from a client of ours who, um, yeah, is a member of the, the SAP user group as well. And yeah, he recommended that we, we speak to you. And I think this started maybe two or three weeks ago when you know, we had a conversation and, and discussed a few different topics that you know you guys wanted to get out to our li- listeners. So um, really happy to, to have you on. Thanks for taking the time. Wonderful. I'm delighted to be here. Excellent. Now, um, first topic I want to dive into, um, Karen, is um, what the, the SORG is, the SORG user group. Now, I wrongly assumed that you were part of SAP. You're actually not. But can you tell us a bit about the organization, what you do, um, and yeah, a bit about your background as well. Sure, I'm happy to. So uh, SORG is the SAP Australian User Group, and um, it's an organization which is led by its members, and it's a membership organization, mm-hmm. which means, of course, um, that uh, SAP technology is the underlying uh, theme for everybody who's a part of that user group. Um, and customers who are using SAP software are pretty much driving that membership. Um, this is a global uh, network. Yeah. Um, we're part of a global SAP user group networks around the world. So I think there's 56 uh, user groups, but they're all independent. And they're quite prou- proud of being independent um, because what we want to do with the members is to actually play back to technology vendors like SAP or related partners, what's happening in the technology space, how's my roadmap working, um, I need I need maybe to inject a few more ideas. And, um, and so that's uh, quite a good platform for clients who are using SAP technology and partner technology. Mm-hmm. How, how did the, the SOG start? Oh, <laughs> many years ago. 
Um, I don't even know when the first user group was. I, it was in Germany called DSAC, uh, which is the Deutsche Anwendergruppe. Um, and um, the first big clients in Germany were like BASF and the big automotive companies. So that was the first one. The second one is the ASAC, which is the American user group. Um, and both of these are the largest entities in the SAP ecosystem. Um, so the German user group just had their big uh, conference summit type. They had 5,000 participants there and the entire SAP board spoke. Um, and the ASAC, which is the American one, they have 6,000 members. Mm -hmm. And they're normally in conjunction with the big SAP Sapphire event uh, in June in, in Orlando. So, yes, it's a, it's a well-known entity. But, you know, in the smaller countries like Australia or Italy or France or UK or South Africa, you, um, you have, of course, a smaller membership base, but still the same access to the global network. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Now, obviously, your, your role as um, CEO, you're obviously speaking to a lot of C CIOs at the minute. Um, what, Ed, and I assume that you're kind of the, the voice for them um, when, when it comes to SAP, but what are some of the, the themes and topics that they're talking about? Um, not surprisingly, it's uh, the movement to the cloud. Um, so a lot of the, we have, we have a group called the Executive Council, which comprises 70 CIOs of the Australian um, membership base. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and we see a lot of more CIOs coming to the user group to, to, you know, exchange knowledge and to have showcases ready and to play that back to their peers. And, and so that's very, that's very nice. Um, the key topics are the upgrades to S4, which is the next version of SAP's, what we call the ECC platform. Yeah. Um, another big topic is hyperscalers, everything cloud, private cloud, um, public cloud, everything in the cloud, um, and how you move your entire um, stack of software into from an on-premise, uh, old-school type on-premise on into, uh, into a cloud environment, which would then be S4. Um, and also um, new platforms called BTP, which is which is the business technology platform, and that's actually very very well received um, in in our membership base. Um, innovation topics um, is artificial intelligence, and we we talked about that earlier. Um, so that's uh, on top of everybody's mind, regardless of which industry. Um, and then on the on the skills topic and uh, the softer topics, uh, which is relevant for you guys, is skills, HR, um, veterans versus uh, you know novices, um, knowledge transfer, and and uh, how do we how do we get the next generation excited to actually become part of a technology evolution? Yeah, sure. And then I suppose you know you touched on some of the, the changing. I suppose most in demand skills, but what are some of the changing trends that you know you're seeing around that skill shortages? You know, changes skills requirements. Actually, I don't see too much changes, which is a bit of a problem. Um, I do see um, a lot of uh, knowledge in in a generation of of us um, who have been around for twenty years. Um, and also globally around, so we moved countries and continents, and and that's very valuable. I don't see the same in the next and the next generation anymore. I, I think people are much more um, staying in their countries where they are. Um, and, and I think COVID didn't help sure. to, to, to that isolation, isolated situation. Um, I still think uh, 
SAP software or ERP software is still being seen as as it's not cool, it's not hype. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like IBM, SAP, Oracle, um, and and even Google or Facebook or Microsoft, they they have lost a little bit of the sexiness. Mm. Um, there is. Uh, we're waiting for the next uh, for the next hype, um, but I don't know if it's related to the software brand or if it's just uh, becoming a commodity and and it's actually more the people and collaborative communities which you need to bring together, um, testing and and thriving on different software and different technologies. Mm. We see, we see uh, a lot of that, but that talent shortage and a lack of yeah lack of talent um, coming through, and um, we also see like. For instance, I'll give you an example. In the last um, couple of weeks, I've spoken to eight different SAP program directors that are either retired or retiring soon, and there's a lack of lack of talent coming through. There's also um, a lack of women resources as well. Um, so my question to you, Carrie, is like, how do we encourage that next generation, that next kind of generation of talent to, to get into um, SAP? Uh, there's two ways of probably... Um, looking at that, you could you could start um, with an with mentoring and and educating not just through the big corporate but also through different channels like what we are doing today. Mm. Um, there's different avenues um, going through universities and and starting to be much more visible at universities. Not not just not just from an education and training curriculum, but also to be at universities and say, "Hey, I'm I'm professor." Jay Winter and I'm going to talk about the trends in in technology. I've never been a professor, but I... oh, that's a show you never know. <laughs> um, and and uh, and then there's also I think we do need to acknowledge that that the next generation of of talent um, might not just be want to be in a corporate environment. Mm. And we've we've uh, coined the term. Um, breaking out of the boardroom, which I think is is very relevant. You know, people don't want to sit around the boardroom for eight hours and listening to forecast calls or uh, board <laughs> meetings. Um, it's 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 not what we want to do anymore. And we need to acknowledge that even though we love, you know, to go through board meetings and the meetings and the agenda and blah blah blah, but um, it takes a, an agile, open-minded approach. It takes a reverse mentoring. It's not like we are mentoring you. You also need to mentor us. Um, and it also takes, uh, you know, a little bit of, a, of an appreciation of what the knowledge pool we have in, in our generation would actually give you back mm. if you would come and, and be connected with us or work with us. Um, more flexibility um, in the work environment, which means maybe two or three days instead of eight hours, five to nine, because that's still a bit of a, especially in the financial services industry, still a bit of a, you know, theme, you know, I don't want to work five hours, uh, five days a week. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's going to be interesting to watch that, especially with artificial intelligence become intelligence, sorry, um, becoming such a main area of focus. Um, it's a uh, word of mouth sometimes. You know, mm. I, it's cool to work here. I'd love to come work for you, Jay. Maybe I can find a job in, in precision salsa. <laughs> Hired. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and coming back to um, um, yeah, Sorg, um, what's the, the overall goal um, for, for Sorg, yeah, with those um, CIOs that you represented? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, one one big thing which we have done this, this year was to, to work um very closely on resetting and and revisiting the entire strategy, 
um, we have uh, developed a point of view to actually discuss with our members and reflect what our members wanted, um, and not just the CIOs, but across the membership base. And mostly the topics are um, we need to be open-minded to the different technologies they are using. Mm -hmm. um, of course, SAP is the underlying main platform, but um, how does it all work together? Um, that's one topic. Uh, and also knowledge transfer, very big topic. Um, the other topic is, uh, you know, the navigations through all of the hand. It's like a jungle, uh, mumbo jungle mumble through through um, uh, platforms and cloud offerings and uh, hyperscalers and what's the role of the partner community. So so that's part of, of the strategy for 2024. Mm -hmm. um, another big effort uh, we have put in a program of work around the partner community um, because there's a, you know, everybody has an identity crisis. So the partners um, have a transformation. SAP is going through a transformation. Um, we're going through a transformation. So there is there is need to, to give everybody a bit more of a safe space. Yeah. And uh, I do think that the user group uh, locally and also all the other user groups are probably in a good place to provide that neutral um ground of saying hey why don't you just come and play back what you're thinking and we are not here to, to we, we can be your sounding board um, and I think that's one of the key uh, pillars for our strategy going forward next year perfect and, and what would you say some of the I guess the key benefits then for I guess the users would be or the I guess people who are, are members um, what are some of the benefits that Sol can offer them firstly you have access to a, a really great pool of international and local product experts. Mm. Um, and I saw you, you've done a podcast with Chris Peck. He's our executive sponsor from the SAP um, Australia side. Okay. So that's, that's mm. very good. Um, the access to the experts and knowledge, you have access to... Um, a, a whole place which is called Learning Hub. I don't know if you if you've heard about that, which is which is of course fostered by and and very SAP centric mm. um, a platform where you can get all your knowledge and access what you need for your teams who are implementing SAP. Um, then there is access to the to the partner system. Uh, you you will have um, you know networking events. You can share your best practices with other industry members. Um, it's it's actually good to step away from the SAP technology experts and just be, you know, you are the member for the member. And and the best you can do is to actually promote um, that this is in a collaborative environment where everybody comes together, but it's not a selling motion. Sure. Um, and we want to help and support and uh, please articulate your problem and then we mm. play it back to you and, and we can find a joint solution. Sure. But also I don't want to underestimate the hands-on special interest groups which are covering, you know, the more being on the tools, as we say, yeah. um, it, it being more the deep dives into what's next in solutions and, and more hands-on workshops. Sure, sure. So it's, it's, it's a lot more than just those events because from the outside looking in, it looks like um, you know, Sorg, you do an event in each each state, for instance, and there's there's huge noise around it, but only maybe once a year in each state. So it's, it's a lot more than that. Well, we, we you're right. Um, I think we are we are we are seeing a lot more demand to go into the regions. I've just been with the team in Perth, 
last week and we had a great uh, uh, connect session um, with around 30 members. That was really nice, so 30 customers. Um, we also, um, we, we, you need to be flexible to see, you know, what, what, what the demand is. Um, I do think we need to be more flexible in, in going to the regional uh, centers. Like, you know, we have a, a South Australia Connect um, we have an, a, a partner um, workshop at the end of the year to finish off the year. So we're injecting a less event-driven strategy, but much more a member-driven content-focused strategy, I'd say. Sure, sure. Okay. So um, the, the last SORG summit that you had, what were what were some of the highlights that, that came out of that and some of the kind of learnings? Um, as I said before, I think the um, the there's still need to educate the market on the S4 Upgrades, mm -hmm. which is the MOVE program, um, and in a positive way, um, a lot of interest for S4. Um, BTP as a new technology platform overall thumbs up for, yep. for a solid technology platform and development. Mm -hmm. um, innovation space like artificial intelligence, we had a great speaker um, from, a, from a medical background. He was a neuroscientist, neurologist and neuroscientist. Um, and talked about how they used um, AI in the in the medical environment, which was which was great. Um, variety in topics, not so much focused. Oh, you just want to talk about this and this and this. Variety in hey, I want to hear what you were doing. Hey, I want to hear what you were doing. That 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 is probably one of the um, takeaways. Um, in WA last week, uh, I I thought there is great potential to to embrace. Uh, Again, you know, critical minerals, uh, new um, new technologies for for hydrogen. Mm -hmm. um, we had the CEO from Tussen Nordseera, Dr. Johann Rinhofer, with us. Um, how they how Tussen is starting to 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 build up their lithium business and in in Western Australia, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, I I think you we we should uh, have an industry focus. Um, as we 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 probably do, but we also sometimes we we are not really drilling into the industries because we want to be very open minded. Mm. But uh, last week showed me that we definitely need to uh, embrace you know the the ENR space um, and and think about sustainability. Mm -hmm. uh, think about uh, you know all the things corporate social responsibility coming with it, the change in the in in all of that big mining industry, what what does it bring? Um, the drones, um, robots, um, you know, driverless trucks, we've talked about that for year mm. for years. Um yeah, so so I think that's uh, what I'm seeing. Yeah. Mm. I think Australia can be a, a leader, especially in those renewables uh, as well. They could be. Could be is a key word, huh? Could be is the mm. key word. Yeah. I think there's a um uh, I'm also um, on the board of the German Australian uh, Chamber of Business, um, and uh, there is a bilateral agreement for hydrogen between Germany and Australia. Mm. And because in Europe there's a, a lot of distractions with with more highly critical political situations, um, that is not number one priority at the moment. Mm. Hydrogen, climate change. While I do think we could be, from an Australian point of view, yes, we could be much more uh, focused and uh, and 
how am I going to say this, much more um, adamant and passionate about it as we are. Yeah, yeah. We have everything here in this country to do it. We do. Mm. So, Karen, in, in your opinion then, what do you feel is next for SAP um, looking to the future? For SAUG, you mean? Yeah, or sorry, for SAUG. Yeah. Um, for the... I, I am constantly thinking we need to be um, flexible to create um, programs which are tailored to what is actually currently happening. So we, we are moving away from what I said earlier. We're moving away from um, this. We have this event and then we have an agenda and then we have a keynote speaker and we are moving much more into a campaign program managed led type of vision and execution for next year so one is we we've launched an artificial intelligent campaign um which is uh, chaired by two of our executive council members that's very nice if so we've developed a point of view paper for that as well um then we 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 will rotate and evolve that next year there will be um a, a campaign around um, sustainability then there will be a campaign which is relevant for you about skills shortages recruitment, um, talent pool, um, shortage of talents. Um, I personally would like to have a campaign around uh, security, um, data security, um, because we, we have uh, big customers in the public sector, as you very well know, who um, are driving big SAP programs um, in the private, uh, so-called in the private cloud space. Um, but security and, and safety and trust in data is very very important um and as i said before industry focus talk industry uh, and and bring industries together bring academia governments and industry together to create w what's on top of your mind today you know what what who would have thought we're using chat gbt um to write a keynote um and uh, not sit there ourselves anymore <laughs> or maybe not <laughs> <laughs> excellent um, now, Karen, I, I'm going to ask you, um, we always ask this question at the end of the podcast, um, you know, who you would like to listen to, or who you'd like to learn from um, on the podcast. And it's how we've got some of our guests like yourself uh, today. We, we asked our um, customers, but yeah, who, who would you like to um, almost invite and listen to on the, on the podcast? At anybody? Yeah, anybody. Yeah. Anybody. A lot of our listeners are. Um, obviously, SAP specific. There, there are customers and our clients in that space, um, and we've had anything from um, SAP's partners, leaders in that space. We've had consultants on. We've had um, um, CIOs. Um, you know, we've had a broad, broad range of people. Um, so it might be easy to ask, like, is there any specific topics or um, you know that you would like to learn about or or um, fascinate about? Yeah. Um, if I have so from a technology point of view or partner ecosystem point of view, I would love to have the uh, CEO of Google um, uh, having a conversation to to sit there and say, hey, how do you how do you you know you are still the cool? Let's say Google is still the cool kid on the block, mm -hmm. a bit old now, but okay. Um, how do how do you how do you see what I just talked about? You know, okay. what, what is his perspective from a hyperscaler perspective? Sure, sure. Um, because I I think we always have the SAP lens on it, or the, the you know we are transforming again. Mm -hmm. We've transformed for twenty five years, so we are transforming again. But that would be of interest. Yes, um, from a from a 
inspirational talker. Um, I always like Brene Brown, and um, she she gives I wrote that down. She gives me that wonderful leadership style a quote of strong backs, soft fronts, and wild hearts. And um, I like to um, you know to to take that onto myself that I'm probably a, a leader or manager who's uh, who's thriving on these um, core values, if I may say that. Excellent. Karen, that was absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your time and coming on board and telling us a bit about the uh, the SORG, um, SORG Summit. Um, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Karen. Fantastic. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Please like, share, comment and subscribe to the Configure It Done podcast.